0: Extra Point Podcast. During this podcast, we will dive deeper into our Sunday teaching and share practical next steps for your faith journey. Now, let's kick off the Extra Point. Well, hello, and welcome to The Extra Point. I am Cheryl Ross, the Next Steps and Discipleship Pastor here at Southridge Church, and I'm with Scott Beha, our lead pastor here, and Happy New Year. It's our first one of the new year, so we're excited to be here, Uh, but let's dive deeper into your Sunday teaching where you talked about listening to God, and um, for some people, this may seem like a bit of a foreign concept or they don't really believe it's really possible to hear from God. So what are some common misconceptions that people may have when it comes to hearing from God?
1: Yeah, I think (laughs) when we say stuff like listening to God, we think of like how an employee might listen to a boss or a child might listen to apparent, like an audible voice type deal. And, and I, I don't discount the fact that some people probably do experience that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that my wife actually had an experience like that before she told me about, um, I've never heard an audible voice. Um, I, I feel like the Lord speaks to me differently. Um, but the number one way that we hear from God, so we're not talking about you know, the sky opening up and some voice coming down necessarily. Or a burning bush. Yeah. The number one way, because, so God had to do miraculous things to get the attention of people at that time because the, the canon of Scripture was not yet finished. Right. But now that we are on the other side of all that, now that the, the Scriptures have been written to show us who God is and how to be saved, um, then then really this book becomes the number one means by which god speaks to us um and this is why so many people do not listen to god um so I, some of it's possibly unintentional because they don't know what god's word even says um we like um we were in a bible study this morning and and we were talking about something and somebody brought up like hey i was raised like this can you tell me what verse that they were talking about? I said, I'm not aware of a single verse that, that says that. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people have an understanding of their faith that came from someone else, yeah. and they don't know the Scriptures well enough to even right. know if what they're saying, believing, or thinking is even tied to the Scriptures, right? I mean, we, back in that last series, we were talking about the Magi. And this is this has been funny because I have a friend um, who this has caused a little bit of, um, I, I think, funny tension in his life. Because it's like, I just, I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe that. But it's like, no, like, seriously, the, the Magi were not there yeah. at the manger. Like, that's Correct. clear from Scripture. Where did we get the idea that the Magi were at the manger? Somebody just told us that. They started making manger scenes with, with wise men. Mm-hmm. Somebody wrote a song, you know, hundreds of years ago called We Three Kings and so then we start thinking they're kings. Yeah. And it's like but if you go to the text that becomes obvious and so that's that's like most people some of the stuff that they think about God, about Christianity, about their faith they did not actually get from the scriptures although they did receive it from someone who they expected to be versed in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Right. So that may have been their pastor growing up, a Sunday school teacher, their parents, their grandparents, people that they expect to be versed in the scriptures that actually are not mm-hmm. told them something. And they just thought it was in the Bible. And we live in the most biblically illiterate society that has ever existed since since the Bible was written. And so you can tell people almost anything mm-hmm. these days and just tell them it's in the Bible. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, good. Yeah. Like, uh, sure, it's, it's there. I've heard that before. Yeah. And it's like we 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 have to be people that come to the word like um, this, this is a great time of the year for you to make a decision right now that you are going to read God's word more this year than you ever have. Um, because without it, you cannot listen to God. It yeah. is the number one way that we listen to God is through his word. He tells us what he's like. He tells us you know, how we ought to live as the result of that. Because at the end of the day, the the goal of our life is to be an image bearer of God. Mm-hmm. You cannot show God or show people what God is like if you don't know what God is like. Right. You may have this caricature of him. You may have what someone else told you about him. But until you experience him in his word, you don't actually know what he's like mm-hmm. for you to then kind of get your marching orders for how you mm-hmm. should live. So the number one way that we listen to God is by opening this book up in reading it. Uh-huh. Um sure you may have times where as you're praying you feel something impressed upon your heart. Hey, I think that the Lord, you know, and I, I I this is this is the secondary way that I think God speaks to me is like I'll have that impression on my heart like I think the Lord's like asking me to do this or I think the Lord's asking me and and th- those can sometimes be, you know, like, tricky situations cuz sometimes I'll be like God, are you really telling me to, yeah. like, give that person money? Or are you really telling me to not preach this and you want me to just scrap that whole idea? And you know, God, it's going to inconvenience everyone that's been working on this. Like, mm-hmm. is that really you or is that just, like, a good idea in my head? And so, like, then you have to begin to build, um, like, structure in your life that helps you discern yeah. whether or not you ate some weird pizza the day before or whether that really is the voice of God. Right. Um, and one of those, and this is where... I think that this might be even part of your next question. Mm-hmm. This is where I see people fail greatly at this. If you hear God say something that is inconsistent with his word, you did not hear God say anything. Right. Right, because God will never direct you to something um, personally that would violate what he has already given us in his written revelation. And I do see that a lot. Like yeah. people that like will just make horrendous decisions. Hey, I'm going to go blow up my family, and it's uh, God told me to do it. And it's like... Right. Whoa, don't blame God for that. (laughs) What are you talking about? God didn't tell you to do that. So, like, in those areas where you feel like that impression on your heart or you feel like, oh, man, I feel like God's leading me in a specific way, then you do have to know the Scriptures to make sure that you're not violating something in the Scriptures because it may just be like, oh, that's an idea that popped into your head. Um, And so when it comes to listening to God, if you don't read your Bible, you're not going to hear from Him. Yeah, absolutely. You're just not. It's... What well, the old-timey preachers used to say, don't tell me that God is being silent when your Bible's closed or something like that. Yeah, You know, because that it is. It's like, okay, God, I don't want to hear from you. That's all you have to do, essentially. Yeah. I mean, because this, even those little impressions that he gives us in our heart, mm-hmm. those leadings, they all start from this being in us, yep. first and foremost, because we have to put the raw materials in for him to be like, hey, remember that verse that... I talked about loving your neighbor. Well, I want you to go love your neighbor. Like So we have to put the raw material of the word into our heart for him to have something by which he can speak to us with. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So I think it's interesting because we do live in such a biblically illiterate society, but the Bible is more accessible to us yeah, it's crazy. now than what it's ever been. Yeah, It's crazy. Um, so you already talked about the simple practice of of actually implementing, um, reading the word of God to help us to hear from God. But what are some other things that we might do in our regular lives to help us to kind of be able to hear from him?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to feel like, um, this is going to feel like, oh, well, it's the beginning of the year. They're trying to just get us to do the stuff that they always try to get us to do. And that's a hundred percent true. Like one of the other ways that we hear from God is we do this in community. Mm -hmm. We do this in community. We do this by getting around a group of people and making sure that you're not the only person trying to discern what God is saying in your life. Um, I was listening to um, Carrie Newhoff podcast last week. I was listening to the story of um, John Mark Comer left his church um, like a year or so ago. Um, And the guy that came in came from uh, Brooklyn, New York. And he was saying, and this, is, this like blew my mind because normally when a pastor leaves a church, mm-hmm. he doesn't tell anyone until the day that he stands up and resigns. Yeah. This guy was saying, he told his small group at his church, hey, this is an opportunity that was put before me. Will you all pray mm-hmm. about this with me and then tell me what God's telling you mm-hmm. as well? So, like, he didn't go to his elder board first. He didn't, like, like, him and his wife went to the people they were doing community with and said, hey, yeah. uh, God is saying... God has put this before us, but we want to discern this in community. And I thought, wow, that is absolutely brilliant. It is exactly the way that God designed the church, and it does it does make sure. That you get more people around the table that can go, okay, what, what, have you considered this scripture? Have you thought about this? That way it's mm-hmm. not just you and your resources, but you can get a whole group of people. So mm-hmm. community becomes one of those major ways that, that God can speak to you. Oh, yeah. Like God speaks to people through other people all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, again, there has to be filters put in place because this gets so abused. Like mm-hmm. you know, when people come up to me, they're like, oh, I'm a prophet. i got something to say to your church. No, I mean, sorry, like, I think God will tell me that Uh he's sending a prophet if that's the case. Like, so there's some weird stuff that happens like that, Um, or somebody may just be saying something out of their flesh to you, Uh and so I'm not saying that this is a perfect science, but I do think getting in community, um, regular prayer, fasting, Sabbath, time away, all of this helps you hear clearly Uh the voice of God. Worship just being regular in your spiritual disciplines. Mm -hmm. um, And I think that's one of the things I've learned most over the last, like, three years is I always wanted some, like, silver bullet to to getting to be a mature Christian. And every single time I turn around, I just keep getting drawn back to, if you will just pray and read your Bible, do the things that I've already shown you lead to Christian maturity. like you're 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 looking for some supernatural like thing that's like you're just gonna wake up one day and everything's gonna be different and it's like no, this process, and this is what I'm actually studying for this week, like the whole process of sanctification of being set apart of being made complete and whole by god mm-hmm. it is a comp- it's a process yeah it is a lifelong pursuit, mm-hmm. and so it's not just gonna snap your fingers and you're gonna be where where God wants you to be, but it's going to be in that, that daily discipline of reading the word, of praying, of Sabbathing, and like just Mm -hmm. even when it feels like nothing's happening, right? Even when it feels like nothing's happening, that discipline over time, you are continuing to give God the, the raw materials in your heart to use and the space for him to speak. Mm -hmm. And that, um, so it really like spiritual disciplines, it's always like, you could seriously do a sermon every week where the action steps are read your Bible and pray. Yeah. And I don't think as a younger Christian that I understood the necessity of it, which is why I was always terrible at reading my Bible and praying. Mm-hmm. Even as a pastor, early on in ministry, I was terrible at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not perfect at it now, but like way better now than I than I ever was because I did realize like, that this is this is the way that God changes me. Mm-hmm. I am a different me on the day that I, like I promise you, If you were to ask Megan what days I prayed and read the Bible to start my day, Mm -hmm. she could tell you, not by seeing me do that, but just by the way that I behaved throughout that day, and the way that I acted, and the way that I treated our kids. It makes that much of a difference. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. So you shared how often our biggest problem is really us, like that we are often our biggest problem. But there's good news because even in our unfaithfulness, God continues to be faithful, Yep. How does this give us hope in, for the things to come?
1: Yeah, and this is this is the double-edged sword that, like, if you only hear one thing I ever say, you'll get a a, a drastically different view of what than what I'm actually trying to say, mm-hmm. because there's one sense in which you could say, "Oh, God's faithful to unfaithful people," then what I do doesn't matter whatsoever. Right. No, that's not true. What you do really, really matters because. If you're a Christian, you're a representative of Jesus. Uh-huh. At the very at the very least, you're doing a lot uh-huh. of damage to the kingdom by how you live if you choose not to live faithfully uh-huh. um, to the Lord. Um, so but it, it's for it's for people that really need it, that are truly seeking God and yet still come up short, uh-huh. they need to be reminded uh-huh. of God's faithfulness. Because uh-huh. you have people that will take advantage of it. Right. And you have people that are truly seeking the Lord. And they are so hard on themselves. Like when I this never fails. Whenever I preach a really hard sermon, the people that I'm hoping will respond to it never respond. The people that I would say, Bro, I think you're killing it, are always the ones that get the most out of it. Uh Because there's always that group of people that goes, like, That ain't for me. Uh And then there's another group that like they're truly seeking God. So every time God Kind of punches them in the gut. They don't retreat from it, but they're like, "Okay, I got to do more, I, or or I got to lean into this. I need to, I need to start doing this, or I need to, whatever it is." Like, and it, for me, I'm always thinking, "Oh, I wish so and so would listen to this," or mm-hmm. like, um, and and normally those people that I'll be like that that are kind of just half-hearted about it, mm-hmm. that they are taking advantage of God's grace, mm-hmm. and then people that I think that are killing it spiritually. They'll be the ones that, like, oh, man, that really hit me Sunday. Like, I I really need to start doing this, or I need to. And I'll be like, that's so weird how, like, the crowd that I think needs it most always rejects it. And the crowd that Mm -hmm. is really going after it receives it Mm -hmm. and puts, you know, puts it into action. Even though I feel like a lot of them are already putting it into action, but they're just so sensitive to what God's saying that it it transforms them more and more. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a really unique dynamic um, to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now from Psalm 81, um, I don't remember exactly which verse, maybe six or five, you shared how, you know, we're not alone and we don't have to do this alone. And I think that's such a good point to just remember as we try to start a new discipline or really hone in on the discipline of reading our word and getting in community and stuff like that, just to remember that aspect. And if you don't care to read that verse again for us and kind of share how you see that idea playing out in community and in our yeah. scripture reading and stuff.
1: Yeah, so verse 6 says, Now I will take the load from your shoulders, and I will free your hands from their heavy tasks. And so this is God, like, speaking to Israel, but also I, I fully believe that what he offered Israel, he offers us mm-hmm. in this sense. That, like, he was like, Israel, why did you keep making things so much harder on yourselves? Why did you not just let me take that off of you? Like he was the God that was with them in the desert. He is the, the cloud and the fire that is leading and guiding them when, when they have the tabernacle. Like literally the manifest presence of God sitting in that tent when they go to the temple. Then manifest presence. Like he was literally the God with them in that sense. Mm-hmm. And they would not lean on him. They would mm-hmm. go li- literally they went and they worshipped wood and they wor- worshipped gold and they worshipped all these things that could not do this for them whatsoever. And, like, we have our own version of this, right? Why, why do we not let God lighten our load? Well, because normally we run to our idols. Uh-huh. We run to our version of, like, so Israel ran to Asherah poles and, um, you know, golden calves and all of this stuff. Well, we have our own, right? Uh-huh. We, we, we run to distraction. We run to um, hedonism with pleasure. And we, we run from... That, that's what. So we run to our own idols, and we wonder why, like, our load never gets light. And we wonder why, like, when we run to, and I, I use this example all the time, but just because I think it's so true, like, y- you may go through a really stressful season, and you're like, you know what I need? I need a vacation. And you go on that vacation, on the, the way back, you're like, when's the next vacation? Because, like, you thought that that was going to be the thing. And I'm not saying don't take vacation. I'm going to take all kinds of vacation this year. Yeah. Love vacation. I'm, it's not my idol, though, because I know right. that – it will not fix what's wrong with me. It will not ever fill up that thing that's empty. And so God's like, hey, I want to lighten your load this year. I want to take something off of you. I want to take those heavy tasks away from your hand. But you have to trust me. You have to, like, put me first. And this is why Matthew says, or Jesus says, and Matthew records it in the Sermon on the Mount, seek first the kingdom of God. All these other things will be added mm-hmm. unto you. Like, God will lighten your load if you will make him the, the priority of your life. Mm-hmm but if you run to your idols with your problems they don't have any arms to hold them mm-hmm. they just don't they are they 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 cannot help you at all and so this year and so what i was saying on sunday is when you hear this there's a sense in which again really unhealthy people spiritually will go oh this means i don't have to do anything he wants to free up my shoulders and take the tasks from my hands i'll just sit back like No, this is not a a permission to be lazy. Mm -hmm. It's a reminder that as you go through this sanctification process, or as we say it here, as you take your next steps on your faith journey, you are not doing that in your own strength. Mm -hmm. God is doing that with you. He has filled you with His Spirit. That's the beautiful thing about the day of Pentecost, that from that moment forward, believers in Jesus Christ did not have to go through life by themselves. Like You've been given everything that you need. But we run to our idols rather than forget that the very spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that's Romans 8, is alive and well within us. And we forget that all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's why we very rarely see the transformation that we really want to see. Yeah. So
0: good. So remember, as you begin this year and as we continue diving deeper every week, we'll be here on Wednesdays at noon on Facebook, or you can listen to us on your favorite podcast channels, But um, remember to just listen to God, get in the word, get in community and practice those disciplines so that you can be, um, you know, you shared that we can be saved from a lot of those self-inflicted pains and hurts along the way if we just take these steps. So that's our hope and prayer for you today. And we'll see you again here next week as we start a new series stained glass crash. We can't wait to dive into some more practical next steps for your faith journey. Thanks for tuning in to The Extra Point. Be sure to subscribe to the Southridge Church Podcast and tune in every Wednesday for another episode of The Extra Point.